When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply very excited for this to get mm. two of the great minds of the round ball game together our next guest Socceroos legend uh, you can catch all his articles in the Daily Telegraph and Courier Mail he is the only Australian outfielder to win the Premier League Robbie Slater welcome back to the run home yeah thanks guys uh, great to be on here yeah great great minds of the round ball uh, code but maybe not great minds on match else but uh, I'm glad you uh made it very clear that the only outfield player, because the only other player, of course, is sitting right next to you. Very true. And so true. he was the goalkeeper at Manchester United. Yes. And, uh, so true. They look a long way. And United look a long way from winning another Premier League anytime soon. Spoken like, yeah, spoken like a true scouser as well. I knew that was coming <laughs> right at the end. Now, for those well, who don't mate, know what a scouser know, is, that's something that people in Manchester refer to for people that come yeah. from Liverpool. Obviously, uh, uh, Robbie, that's where he originally was born, and he's a massive Liverpool fan. But thank you for that wonderful introduction, Rob. Great to have you here. We'll see, I changed the side very quickly. Let's go straight to the Premier League. And your beloved yep. Liverpool um, only lost two games all season, mate. And this weekend, after that nil-nil draw with Manchester United, have got Arsenal. How, how, how are you feeling, number one, about Jurgen Klopp's? You have to say it's a new team. And what do you think about yeah. their chances against Arsenal this week? Well, I think they're pretty good. And um, one thing I'll just add before I talk about that is that's why Bosley's in the studio and I'm not because I'm a scouser and it. You can't leave your wallets around uh, anywhere near scouts. But it's interesting on this this game, Bozza, uh, is that I was at this fixture back in April, mm. April 12, I think it was. I was at the Liverpool-Arsenal game that, of course, Arsenal were top of the table, yep. uh, riding high, and everyone was saying, is the bubble going to burst? Is the bubble going to burst? Well, it started that day at Anfield because mm. Arsenal were 2-0 up at halftime, could have been 3 or 4 up, And then I wouldn't say they collapsed in the second half, but Liverpool got better and they ended up getting a late equaliser, I think, from Mo Salah Mm. to make it 2-2. And from that point, I think Arsenal only won one more Premier League game in the last six games. It was extraordinary. But I think it's it's similar this time. Arsenal, of course, are top of the table. Mm. Um, And they go to Liverpool. Liverpool, of course, played United, as you know, and it was a nil-all draw and there's Mm. been a lot said back and forth from also, uh, you know, legends of both clubs talking about, oh, this is where United are. And they, at the end of the day, you can say what you want, but they, they got a point. It was yep. a better point for them. First time Liverpool, Liverpool haven't scored at home, Robbie, all season as well. Yeah, extraordinary. So, I mean, Anana had a great game. Uh, United defended well. Yes, Liverpool had the possession. Yes, they had more shots on goal, but they didn't score. Mm. And at the end of the day, what I look at, I think Liverpool need to win or Arsenal need to win, I don't think it draws much good to them. And the reason I say this, and I don't know if you agree, Bozza, but I, I just get the feeling with Man City's inconsistent form, what, they've won once in the last six. Six, yeah. They are a team at any point capable of going 15 games yeah. and winning every game. Spot on. Absolutely so while spot on. they're in this indifferent form, you have to make sure that you're picking up 
every point possible because you just know that City will go on a roll at any any given time. Yeah, absolutely. Spot so, on. The, so the importance of this game for both sides is to get another three points and stay away from Manchester City. I'm not sure if City have got this weekend, but I think it's a very they're, no, game. They're, they're, they're not playing this weekend because they're in Saudi Arabia playing that World Club Championship. That's right. That's right. I get they beat Urua and they'll, they'll be back. They'll be but they'll be back for for next midweek. Yeah. Because now this Christmas That's period, right. they're playing like three games in nine days, as you do. And they're playing very winnable games. I mean, we know when Man City play, you expect them yep. to win nearly every game. As late as of late, they haven't. But back to this game, this fixture, you know, Anfield will be rocking, of course. Arsenal are at the top of the table. I think it'll be a terrific game. I think there'll be goals in it. Uh, of course, I'm, I think Liverpool can win it. I still mm. think they're in very good form. Um, but they, they need to not keep dropping points, particularly at home. Mm. And what have you made of uh, of Ange's Tottenham after their rocky spell? They've obviously <laughs> won the, ne- the the last two games. Um, but, uh, the, the, you know, overall, what, what would you, what, what, what's what been your mark, basically, for, for him and his side, more importantly? Well, I would think, and I know you've watched all the games, mm. and, and, you know, they, they obviously had a fantastic start. And I, I thought that, you know, the first six games, they had, quite a bit of luck yeah, in some did. games, you yeah. know, and, and they still played well. And then yeah. the next six games, they didn't have a lot of luck or the next five games where they, they obviously only had a draw at Man City. But in all of those five games, they lost four, drew one to Man City. All those four games they lost, they could have quite easily have won those games. Yeah, very true. And then it was ironic that probably Man City is the, the point they picked up where they should have been beaten. City should have put them away in the first half, yeah. but... You can only say, Bozza, and I'm sure you've been looking at it. We did the Premier League for years mm. on Fox and we follow it. But Ange has been a breath of fresh air. Yeah, no, that's, the Premier that's true. League. And, yeah, that's true. And and he's been, you know, Gary Neville's now linked him with Pep Leaves. He, he could go to Man City. Mm. I know that the Man City group are big fans of him. Simon Pearce, I've spoke to him many times. They love Ange. Mm. And now I see that, you know, he's been linked to United, that United should go after him. But mm. there's a long way to go, but... Uh, I just think that he has really transformed Tottenham into a very, very watchable team. Whatever you say, after the years of Mourinho and Conte, yeah, more defensive structure, but the way they attack and what he's done with certain players. I look at Son Hong Min. Yeah, 100%. He's a, he's a different player than he was under Conte. Conte had him on the bench most of the time. Mm. So, you know, it'll be interesting. It's still early. I mean, he's going to lose Son Hong Min, you would think, for... Six, yeah, he will. Yeah, and he will. Yeah, he will up. some of the other players for the African Cup of Nations as yeah. well. That's exactly right. So the so there's a lot to play out, but you can see that um, Ange is very impressive in his interviews, uh, the way he holds himself, he engages with the with the press, and I think he's he's very honest. And you know, I think Ange has grown so much as a manager since he's left Australia. Of course, he was good in Australia. He had Brisbane Roar and victory in Australia, but I just think he's gone to another level since he's gone from Yokohama to Celtic and, and now it's Spurs. And just on that, uh, on that, Robbie, uh, pundits feel that Ange, and we heard this uh, earlier today um, on the afternoon show here on SEN, um, that Ange could be right for the replacement for Pep Guardiola. Yeah, Robbie just mentioned that's what he said. That's what he so, said. Yeah. Uh, are you, what are your thoughts, mate? Do you think do you think that's on the cards, or do you think he's going to stick it out? Well, I heard a story, and um, that when David Levy was looking at, they, they wanted Eddie Howe first, and when that wasn't going to happen, Ange became the target, 
and look, I don't know if this is 100% true, but it came from a very good source that Boswell would know, um, that Levy spoke to Brian Marwood and Brian Mar- asking about what, you know, what's Ange like, is he this, is he that? And Brian Marwood's response to David Levy was, if we didn't have Pep, we would have Ange. Mm. Oh, so, wow. mm. I mean, if that's true, that's one hell of a, you know, endorsement and maybe why, why Levy went for him. So, look, the football is funny. You know, you look at it until he's, he's won his last two games in a row. You know, when he'd lost four and drawn one, I mean, there was all, already murmurs. That's just the nature of the game yeah. and nature of particularly being in the Premier League. It's the highest stakes. And, and at, at any moment, it could turn. So very true. I think he's made a very impressive start. But, you know, he'll have to go on with it to be considered, you know, for those positions, you would think. Yep. Now, let's go. The European knockout stages draws were made on Monday. Rob, we'll just concentrate on the Champions League. Copenhagen uh, drew Manchester City. Leipzig drew Real Madrid. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain drew Real Sociedad. Lazio, Bayern Munich, Inter Milan, Atletico Madrid. PSV Eindhoven, Dortmund from Germany. Porto versus Arsenal. Napoli versus Barcelona. Which team catches your eye in terms of your thinking because it's such a hard competition as we know to win yeah. it, it, this this could be their season which which team out of, out of that final 16 look I, I still like Man City mm. um, I, I, I think the Arsenal and City have got fantastic draws um, you know Copenhagen of course you've got to respect everyone you play and Porto for Arsenal but I still think City and of course you, you've got the, the usual ones it's like you said it's such a difficult competition to win. But I just think that Pep having won it last season, I still think City are standouts. And I think that draw, you know, doesn't put them into the next the next round. Uh, but I think it's a very good draw for both them and Arsenal. And Robbie, during your time in France, one of your great old rivals in PSG, Paris Saint-Germain, <laughs> who actually comes second in that really tough group. So obviously they had to... They're coming up against Real Sociedad. But what have you made of PSG since Luis Enrique has taken over this season and changed the way they've played a little bit? And do, do you think that they've got, you know, this is their holy grail. We used to talk about Manchester City, yeah. the Champions League. PSG's had this holy grail for even perhaps longer, you have to say, um, than Manchester City. First and foremost, what have you thought about them during League, League One this season in France and also their chances of the Champions League? Yeah, look, I think they've been pretty good. They're leading the competition by five points. Um, you know, they've only lost once. Uh, they've had four draws. Um, of course, Paris Saint-Germain in League One, every time they play, uh, are expected to win. Uh, and their holy grail, you're right, is 100% right, is that, um, you know, they, they, they want the, the Champions League. And we saw that with, you know, the signings of, of Messi and Neymar and, of course, for different reasons, they're not there, and a lot is now on Mbappe. But they, they seem to have a good balance side. I think Enrique is a very offensive coach, um, which has seemed to be the most successful coaches in recent seasons. And, you know, when you've got Mbappe, you have a chance. Mm. You really have a chance. So, you know, Sociedad has got to be treated with respect, but I, I still feel that's a pretty good draw for them. And, you know, they've... They've really fallen down in that semi-final sort of stage, you know, so many times over recent years. So, mm. yeah, the, the the holy grail continues. Mm. And let's get on to the local game now, Rob. We, we mentioned before 
African Cup of Nations and obviously our own Asian Cup. Mm. Uh, four years ago, we, we were knocked out of the quarterfinals. If we remember, we had a wonderful World Cup uh, uh, under yeah. Graham Arnold. I, I just saw him recently. He was inducted into the life membership uh, at the SCG. Yeah. He was in, in quite a buoyant mood, but that was before the, the, the news of the injuries to Matthew Leckie. Um, James McLaren and also Matty Ryan, who I think the last two, you'll know more than me, Rob, will be okay. But yeah. the Matthew Leckie thing with the hamstring is a bit of a worry. How are we shaping up for this Asian Cup? How are we looking? And and tell us what, what your thoughts are in terms of, like I said, of those players being available from, from an injury perspective. Well, the run into, um, you know, this Asian Cup and the recent World Cup qualifiers, it's a, it's a very different squad, I think. Uh, if you look at Lecky, I think he's going to struggle, Bozza. I think, you know, he's only played really since the World Cup uh, one or two games. You know, he had that knee injury, which was the left side. Now it's a right hamstring. And as you get older, and we all get older, and Matthew Lecky's one of our stars, you know, star at the World Cup. But as you get older, you know, things take longer to get over. And, you know, you pick up one injury and you get another one. You know, the left knee is it compensation that affects the right hamstring? Mm. Um, but looking at, you know, giving it four to six weeks, in less than four weeks, we play our opening game against, um, I think it's India, isn't it? Do we play India first? Yeah, I think it is. We'll, yep. we'll get that up. Brooks, yeah, it's India, Syria. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's it. India. And then we play Syria and Uzbekistan, which will both be tricky games. Don't mm. forget, Syria, you know, we were a width, you know, of a goalpost away yeah. from being knocked out by them from yeah, the World true. Cup. So... Mm -hmm. So they're, you know, they'll, they'll be decent. And, and Uzbekistan are current uh, world champions at, I think, under 17 level and vice champions at under 20 level. Mm. So they've invested a lot of money. But going back to the injuries, um, you know, Riley McGree's been injured. Nathan Nathaniel Atkinson came back and played a full game. That's good news for Graham Arnold. Mm. And they beat Rangers Hearts 2-0. Yeah, they did, yeah. Um, and I think if you look... And the one that we've all been talking about, 12 goals in seven games, Fauna Rowley, I think, is a, is a dead certainty for the for the squad. Mm -hmm. And no, I don't actually know that, but I, I just think the way he's talking and, and, and the way it's been the emphasis in the last year year or so on, you know, form and players playing to be to be selected. So there's a lot of problems there, but I think yeah, you know, going into the group stage, as you know, Bozza, we, you know, we expect to, to win the group, top the group, and and uh, you know, then it's up to where our expectations are. I think after the World Cup, we had the expectations uh, higher than what they yeah, were. Yeah, I was going to say, what what would you, you say know, is part? Like, what would you say is par for this tournament for us? I mean, if you look at it, we're ranked fourth in Asia, mm. so Japan, mm. South Korea, and Iran are ahead of us. Um, you know, I think past semi-finals. Semis, yeah, semi-finals. So I was going to say. Uh, Robbie, well, we got you, mate. It's not just the um, it's not just the injuries that are giving uh, selection conundrums. Uh, we found that we heard the news breaking now that uh, Mas Luongo, who scored the opening goal in the 2015 yeah. Asian Cup final win against Korea, has announced his retirement. Now we've got a uh, caller on the line who wants to chat about this with uh, you two great minds of the round ball game. Greg from San Susi, you there, mate? Hi, Greg. Uh, afternoon, gents. Uh, this, to me, is a an absolute tragedy. Uh, it's the, the 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 creative spark that we've been looking for from midfield for a long time was just coming back. Why pull the pin on it now? 
Robbie, you go first, Rob. Look, I think it's a great point. I think he's just been such a welcome comeback. I mean, you know, absolutely tearing it apart at Ipswich along with Cam Burgess in the in the championship and they're looking for promotion. And, yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, obviously, yeah, I've spoke to Graham Arnold, but I have not spoke to him about Massimo Luonga. And, yeah, he's been outstanding and I, I thought would have played a very, could have played a very important role at the Asian Cup. So... I, I can only agree. Mm. No, I, I hear what you're saying. It is a tragedy, but I'm going to go a little bit outside the box here. And I and I stress this, I really am guessing. I'm thinking to myself that Massimo Longo, who's been playing well himself in club football, has thought to himself that he's not 100% that he's going to be a first, 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 like a starter. Which And this is mm. understandable. People mm. got to understand this as well. And he doesn't want to then go and then lose his place at his club side. So he's thinking, you know what? Maybe it's just better that I call, you know, call it quits on my international career. I, I, I really don't think he will be around, you know, unless from an age perspective, not from a quality perspective for the next World Cup. So I think yep. he's made the decision thinking to himself, you know what, I'm not going to be a number one starter. I don't want to lose my place here where I'm playing so well. That's, like I said, that's just my guess, but that's thinking outside the box. So that could be 100% right or it could be 2,000% wrong. Boz, that's a fantastic guess because uh, Brooksy's just brought this to my attention from the, his announcement. He said it was hugely frustrating time to be on the sidelines so regularly, to be honest. There were many points in the last few years where I felt my international career had passed me by. So I think you, you might be onto something there where he is. I think, yeah, look, I, I think he, Boz is on the money there. And, and he would know as I would know, uh, as we both know, that uh, we were both, in that position, even back in our day, a million times. Um, it, you know, clubs do not, particularly Aussie players. They, you know, they don't want you going to, to you know, travelling the, you know, back to play games and this. And it's even different from me and Bozza because when me and Bozza played, there was no international you know, week. There was yeah, and uh, and really we weren't in Asia then, so it was really our selections were based around. It was very rare we would come back for the games against the island nations. He'd use a home base squad. Terry Venables changed that a little bit. We did it once. Mind you, we had a lot of fun when he did brought us all back together, but we can't go into that right now. But um, <laughs> I think you're right. So so this, um, it, it's, a, it's a great point. Uh, that Mass, you know, he's on fire at Ipswich. He's in yeah, the they're second. They're second in the championship as well. So they're looking like they're going to get promoted I mean. to the Premier League. Yeah. That's right. And, um, you know, the, the thing is, the, this Asian Cup, and Graham Arnold said, said, I've done an interview for it. It's going to be out tomorrow morning on code. Mm-hmm. Um, is that, you know, it's been difficult. Arnie said in the interview that it's been difficult to, to, to get players and talk to clubs because of the timing. That mm. this was never supposed to be played at this time of year. Mm. And, you know, for A-League players, just put this in perspective. Eight games they're going to miss of the A-League. Seven or eight games. I mean, that's nearly a quarter of the season or a third of the season, if you look at it uh, purely mathematically. And, and for someone like Luongo, they're going to miss, you know, seven, eight, nine games. So mm. it's a massive chunk. And if you're gone for seven or eight games, I can tell you, if the team's winning when you're gone and the guy in your spot's playing well, you're not getting back in the team. 100%. And just comes back to what Arsene Wenger said, I think it was about 18 months ago, about... It, everyone really needs to sit down and have a and really have a look of perhaps saying January and June, mm. no club football around the world. This is where you can have your tournaments because it is. Yeah. And you know, if you're talking about Australian players, and we want as many as our players to be playing, 
with the big clubs and the big leagues or whatever. But you know how much it takes away from the Valley when you're a manager? If I'm there, if, if Robbie is my assistant manager and I'm there and Robbie goes to me, I've got this player from Australia. I'll go, yeah, I'm going to miss him for eight games. So you know what? Look yep. again. You know, look again, because you might want to bring him as, a, it actually it undermines the value. And you, and you look at some of these teams are going to be missing plays. And the African Cup of Nations, they have that every two years at this time of the year. Something's got to be done. You've seen the injuries as well worldwide. People don't understand. It's not so much the playing, but the travel. When you have to travel across 10, 12 time zones mm. and then play in different weather and different conditions, then go back to the middle of winter, especially for outfield players. You know, And if you get injured, like Robbie says, and you are from one of the so-called lesser nations, that's changing slowly, but we're still considered that in, in a lot of, you know, and until we get to World Cup semifinals, or even win a World Cup, that'll be the case. No problem. Then people start saying, well, hang on a minute. Is this worthwhile? Is this worthwhile having so-and-so from Australia when I'm going to miss him for eight games? He comes back, he's injured. You know, why don't I yeah. just go and get somebody from Belgium, somebody from hot, or even better, somebody from Ipswich, a local boy who, who I know I'm going to have all the time. It's something that really needs to be sat down and sorted out by the powers that be. That's, yeah, that's... because it's been, a, it's, it's been a long time in the making, all this. And I remember from my, and again, I don't want to talk about myself here, but it happened to me all that time ago when I was at Southampton. I remember Bosler, the 97 campaign, mm. Terry Venables took us for six weeks playing the Island Nations, then we played New Zealand, yep. then we went home, and then we come and played, uh, obviously, it ended up with Iran. Mm. And then... Straight after the Iran game, well, obviously we didn't win, and then we went to the Confederations Cup in January. I remember getting back after the Iran, you know, debacle, mm. as we would put it, me and Bozza, that um, Dave Jones, the manager of Southampton, received a fax saying, oh, I had to go to the Confederations Cup in January. And he said, "Why?" Well, he actually wrote about it in the, in, yeah. in the, the in match the day program before, before a game, saying that, you know, we pay Robbie's wages and this is just out of order. The da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And anyway, I got back from the Confederations Cup and basically he said to me, well, you know, you can leave. Mm. You know, right. and I, yeah, and 100%. I pretty much said, yeah. Well, just, well and, and for those who are not familiar with football listening, I'll give an example. We just spoke about before, Robbie, about the IPL, the, the Indian Premier League, yep. Big Bash. Mm. Uh, $4.3 million was bid for Mitchell Stark. Yep. So can you imagine Mitchell Stark then just turns around now and says, oh, by the way, you know, out the 18 games, I'm going to be missing for nine. You know yeah. what they're going to say, aren't they, yeah. next time? They're going to go, yep, no problem. We're going to get somebody else. See you later, mate. No worries, yeah? Well, it, exactly. we don't want to say see you later, mate, but we do need to say see you later, mate, Robbie. Because <laughs> we're running you know, right out of time. Play, you know there's a podcast. There's a podcast called Quickly Kevin in the in, – in, um, in London, I'll make this quick, and obviously it's a West Ham podcast. And, you know, this is now my claim to fame, and I only found it out about a year or so, year and a half ago, and it's quite popular, this podcast, but every time they say goodbye to a guest, they say, see you later, Robbie Slater. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's exactly what we're doing. Thanks very much. We'll read your article in Code Sport tomorrow. Uh, Robbie Slater there. Thanks, Thanks, Rob.